2: of the niner noise podcast part of the fan-sided podcast network my name is robert morrison a contributor at niner noise and here with me back from uh, not the dead quite but (laughs) darn near close to it right um (laughs) niner noise associate editor and um new father peter fantasy peter i dare i say how is it going
3: uh, it, it's, it's back from the dead tired. <laughs> I, I, I say that getting back into the foray of, uh, of, of everything after, um, some weeks away with, uh, with paternity leave and you know, Hey, baby boy's doing well. Um, mom's doing well, just trying to adjust to the no sleep club and, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, been an adventure. I'll say that.
2: <clears throat> yeah, an adventure I think that that sounds about right. Um, so we're nine. Uh, my uh, my son's nine and a half months old already, which is just crazy to to think of. um his his first birthday is like on the horizon, like in the near future, um which is just just wild to think of. But so I have vague recollections of the time that you're going through right now. but um the good news is as i was telling you before we started that these things will 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 pass through and and suddenly he'll start to feel like a like a real person and just like you know more interactive and that that's that's when it really kicks in and you're like all right this is this is this is a good stuff so uh so i'm glad to hear that everybody's doing well and uh hope continued (laughs) uh heading in that right trajectory as you move forward but um Hey, we're we're here to we're here to talk about football, not. This is not a parenting podcast, uh, as much as it could turn into one, I'm sure for a short period of time. Um so so Peter, did you uh did you get to uh, to watch the uh the uh, the debacle from from last week or were you too uh distracted by other things or how did that We did I did a little re- uh, I did a little response podcast, but it would be interesting to get somebody else's thoughts on it before we move on to the next thing.
3: And I want to attribute it to that to at least some degree that, that week ones are weird, but gosh, like nothing really looked good. You know, Trey Lance didn't look particularly great. The offensive line didn't look particularly great. Um, you know, the defense looked great in the first half, but then penalties galore, penalties, penalties, penalties. And that's kind of been a trend for Kyle Shanahan teams for a little bit. Uh, it You know, it tends to get cleaned up as the season rolls along, which is good, but, I mean, Reigns an Equalizer, I don't know, but, yeah, that was a, it, it felt like a sloppy
2: preseason game, and, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and,
3: and against a team that the Niners should have beat, so that's one of those things that you hope and wonder and, and and think about when you get into week 16, week 17, hey, you coulda, shoulda, um, and hmm. where would you be if you had, I hope that doesn't wind up
2: yeah, uh, yeah, totally agree, and um, that's most most of the things that I that I said uh, when I did my reaction pod earlier in the week. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate, and but luckily there's there's 16 more of these things, and um, the other good news is, and this is gonna be like a weird sentence to utter, is that none of the other likely contenders in the division won in week one either, um, which I don't know if. If that's good or bad or, or or whatever but um maybe the fact that seattle was the only team that won in week one turns out to be like a, an equalizing type of thing i, I don't know at all i mean who knows um but based on what we're what we were thinking heading into the the season i think that seems to be the most likely thing um but yeah uh i you know not ideal but but on onward we press um anyway um couple of things before we get into um week 2 cuz that's really what we're here to do to talk about week 2 uh, but I can't I, I I would be remiss if I got any further without without announcing some just some some just massive news of course uh, and that is the the Mitch Wisnowski extension um so excitement level 1 to 10 what would you say Peter like 13 14 I don't know I don't
3: know
2: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh,
3: for Australian rules football let's go with a 20 uh with, with with NFL, I, I, it's so funny because I'm so, like, out of the loop as far as everything. Like, I saw news of the extension. I haven't looked at any of the financials. So I'm kind of thinking to myself, all right, like, once I get around to looking at the numbers, like, hey, if it's a decent amount, okay, fine. But at the same time, 49ers are weird when it comes to spending money on, on specialists and draft capital on specialists. And I mean, it's like... Okay, you know, I mean, after last season, I thought it was pretty clear that the Niners would move on from, from Wishnowski and, you know, not like, okay, you're a bad punter, but like, kind of like they did with Bradley Pinion. Um, it's like, okay, you had your four years and we're letting you go and we're going to start the process all over again. Uh, what, mandated mm-hmm. choice? No idea. Whatever. <laughs> kind of a little odd, but... <laughs> Maybe there's something I don't know, but yeah. In terms of real excitement level, I'm going to give yeah. it a whopping, whopping
2: two. Yeah, agreed. Um, for sure. I don't actually see. Um, I'm looking at over the cap right now. I I'm not actually seeing what the numbers were. I I think it's it's four years, but really five years, including this year, right? And it's something like three million a year or something kind of crazy like that from what I think I read but that's that's all can that's all uncertain because um as as you said I mean this is a guy that I was just expecting they were going to you know run him through the four years and then be like all right well on to the next cuz that's what you do with punters um you know he's not a young guy either they drafted him he was already in his mid 20s I think at that point cuz he's 30 years old now um so just kind of interesting neither here nor there but but uh there it is. Um, but that is actually, I do, I do have some, some exciting news about this particular episode, but that was not it. I just thought that was a, that was like a fake fake out. Um, so Peter kind of fun fact, uh, for, for this particular episode of the Niner Noise podcast, this is actually the 100th episode of this podcast, which is just crazy to think. Um, so, um, there we go. We made it to triple digits. what I, i'm I'm kind of excited. I think that's pretty cool. I never would have thought that this would have continued for that long. Um, but hundred episodes of the of the Niner noise podcast and you've been you know mostly more or less kind of around for it, but really been a a, a big part of of the podcast over the last uh, you know season or so. so thanks for for doing that. but any any words for the uh, for the audience for 100 hundred hundred episodes?
3: thanks for sticking with it's you know it's fantastic to have you and and and, and as a prize for everybody who's listening today um and who has stuck with us the entire time you get complimentary from niner noise a virtual high five so i like you know, it again yeah so <laughs> thank you so much again it's absolutely wonderful to keep this thing going and growing so yeah here's on to the next hundred so the journey starts yep. today right
2: yeah, right, right. On on onward and upward. Um, yeah, for sure. It was. It's been kind of a weird up and down. Um, you know, that first first year was the, the the Super Bowl season, and then the year that followed after that, and then the bizarre COVID year, and then last year where we were, you know, killing them dead after eight games, and then they weren't dead anymore. Just kind of all over the place. But I'm I'm pretty excited as as one of the. One of the ones that's been here through most of the episodes. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I think I've been on like ninety percent or more of the episodes, but which is not something that most people can say. But anyway, um, yeah. Again, echoing that what that you said. Um, kudos to everybody who's stuck with us um, through a hundred episodes, and here's so many more. But um, anyway, our main purpose here now that we've uh, kind of buried the lead on that a little bit <laughs> is to talk about. Uh, this game against the Seahawks that's coming up as we're recording tomorrow night. So we're, or tomorrow afternoon, I should say. Um, we're a little late on this. Usually I like to get a little bit of a head on, on these preview podcasts, but give you a little something to listen to as you're uh, preparing this, this morning and heading into tomorrow afternoon. Um, so the Seahawks come to town on the, uh, on the back of a surprising, surprisingly not bad, performance against uh the denver broncos uh they won the game uh making them as i alluded to the only uh one and team in the nfc west heading into week number two uh it was unconvincing in the end what 17 16 was the final score um they stopped scoring this let's see the seahawks scored their last points um, with, uh, two minutes and 24 seconds left to go in the second half or the second quarter. Sorry. Um, all the scoring ended at six 13 in the fourth quarter. There were no points in the third. Uh, it was just kind of an ugly game against maybe two teams that aren't going to be very good as it turns out, but we shall see, um, what happens, but it it really does make for an intriguing matchup on Sunday. These two old rivals, uh, the Niners coming off a, an ugly loss, as you alluded to, the Broncos or sorry, the Seahawks. The Broncos are next week. Uh, Seahawks coming off a uh, this massive. You know, our old quarterback came in and we wanted to show them what what kind of kind of victory. Um, so I think what it'll make for for an interesting for, interesting game for sure. Um, I don't know if you have any initial thoughts about it before we get deeper into it.
3: Yeah, I mean that Monday night game was so just odd, and and, and to me, I, I think a lot of people, it was a story of of more Denver shooting itself in the foot, especially late. Mm. Um, Kevin Stefanski, man, <laughs> you know, like, I, I I'm not gonna tear into him any more than than. Than has already been done, but
2: I you Love mean him. you mean uh Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. right? Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett. Stevenson's <laughs> so over in
3: Cleveland, so hey, he's got his own issues. Yeah, but yeah, Nathaniel Hackett,
2: like he, that he does. I mean,
3: oh man, like I, I mean, it, 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 the Seahawks are still not good. I mean, let's call it how it yeah. is. Um <laughs> You know, Geno Smith. I'll, I'll call him a good backup quarterback, and that's fine. You know, you can right. be a good backup quarterback. I mean, you're still one of the 62. Best quarterbacks in Indiana, in in the world. So hey, hats off to you. But I mean, the offensive line did mean, two rookie tackles. Okay, you still have your skill position players and Metcalf and and Lockett. I, You know, Rashad Penny's finally starting to come into his own after years of people wondering if he'd be a bust. That defense doesn't have a pass rush. Jamal Adams is now done for the year. So I mean, if you're looking at like roster talent, that that was literally a game that that Denver handed to Mm. seattle and you have to 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 understand that but i do you know i really do think that there is kind of this whole bogeyman mentality that can exist when you look at this matchup from the 49ers vantage point yeah and and i don't have the i I think what the the seahawks have gone 16 and 4 in the last yeah. matchups with the 49ers in the regular season, so I mean it's been completely lopsided. Anybody says otherwise is blind. So mm-hmm. you know, how much of that is 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 Seattle? How much of that was Russell Wilson when he was there? I don't know, but you know it, nothing like now to get off the schneid of that. And maybe <laughs> in a in a way, losing to Chicago kind of woke up the 49ers a little bit. And it's like, all right, hey, look, <laughs> you know, this this is how you let. An inferior team win a game. You know, mm-hmm. you, you make a lot of penalties. You miss tackles. You you fail to execute on on key downs. You know, this is how this is how you let another team stick around, hang around. And you know, it, I, I've always been leery of teams that lose close games. Uh, the following, not leery, but I guess more bullish of teams that, that lose close games, especially ones that are kind of sloppy because you know that there's going to be a focal point heading into the next week and they're going to be playing angry. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're going to put that whole, you know, historical reference to bed, do it now. Like literally do it now, do it in front of the home crowd. Um, You you know, put Seattle back in its place, you know, Hey, time to return the favor. Seahawks are on hard times now. Great. Remind them. So I mean, that, that's that really should just be a simple message, as easy as that. Play clean, and and uh, and, and and time to you know, flip this rivalry back the other way.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, just in an overall sense, if you look at what Seattle managed offensively, it, it's very similar to what I mean. Even it's similar, but not quite as bad as what the Bears were were managing to do last week. So there's no reason to think that this Niners defense can't can't do the similar similar things to. Uh, to the uh, to the Seahawks as they did to the Bears up until the point when it all kind of started to to fall apart. Um, you mentioned uh, Jamal Ma- Jamal Adams, sorry, being done for the season, um, which leads nicely into a little talk about injury news as it relates to both um, the Niners and the Seahawks. Jamal Adams done, um, but their secondary a little beat up in other places as well. Uh, cornerback Justin Coleman uh, questionable with calf injury. Uh, fellow cornerback Artie Burns also questionable with a groin injury, and then they have a safety Joey Blunt is doubtful with a hamstring. So that that defense that's already hurting a little bit, hurting um, in terms of just depth and and quality players uh, appears to be lacking in um, maybe in, in in trouble there a little bit. So there might be some opportunities uh, for the Niners passing offense to take advantage um, against a, a defense as you see as you said that's just not quite as not quite up to the uh to the task um even last week at the, the broncos just by and large if you just looked at the at the total yards and other stats and all those sorts of things the the broncos did whatever they wanted they just made some some mistakes you know at the goal line and then the decision at the end of the game makes just <laughs> no sense to me um as to why that that was the decision and what they were doing with the clock management but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, for the Niners, uh, George Kittle did end up practicing, I believe, yesterday. Um, I think questionable is what they're looking at. Um, my guess is that he probably gets out there for warmups tomorrow, try to see how he's feeling, and then they make the decision, sort of like game time, for him. Um, Daniel Brunskill still nursing that hamstring injury, doesn't appear to be uh, healthy enough to to go yet. But other than that. Peter and this is a very weird thing to to say because it feels like for 100 episodes we've talked about how injured this team has often been at times but to say that you know outside of the players who we already know who are missing obviously Elijah Mitchell and um, you know Jason Barrett is not active yet and Jimmy Ward but as far as the active roster is concerned this team is in pretty good shape right i mean <laughs> i mean the other thing that that happens uh, today is that they didn't make any practice squad elevations Uh, which means they feel pretty good about Danny Gray and Ty Davis-Price as far as their likelihood of getting on the field, um, at least in some capacity. Um, New signing Marlon Mack uh, stays on the practice squad, as does um, Malik uh, Henry, right, Uh, who was uh, active last week. So very interesting to see how that's going to work. But I'm glad to see that the, the, that the, the health seems to be in pretty good shape at this point.
3: Yeah, and and you you're thankful for that because I mean obviously Elijah Mitchell is a big blow, and so you can make the argument that that week one started to go in the tank as soon as Mitchell wasn't out there anymore. Um, yeah, but you know especially on the defensive side of the ball, it would have been tough losing one of your top defensive linemen or a linebacker. Or, you know, the, the secondary is already a little thin with Jimmy Ward out, and I thought that was kind of noticeable. His absence was noticeable um, against the Bears on some of those broken plays. But, yeah, you know, I mean, rivalry games are kind of like week one games. They can get a little weird. So if you're going to have about as clean a bill of health as possible, keep it for your rivalry games, especially in a much-win situation.
2: Yeah, very, very, very important, I think. And and hopefully um, Kittle's able to go. Um, at, at, I say that, actually, in, uh, as soon as I said it, I was like, I, I hope that he's he's able to go if he's like all set. Like I think the worst thing they could do is rush him out there and then he misses a larger chunk of the season because uh, that would be of no benefit to, to anybody. But... I hope that he's ready and 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 good to go because I think that was another thing that they they were clearly missing um, last week was just just his presence, not just as a pass catcher but also as a blocker. I think having him out there under those circumstances would have helped a lot with the run game. But uh, excited to see what you know what Danny Gray has, to, uh, what he can offer, especially as a deep threat against this banged up Seattle secondary. And then you know, tied of his price, he has an opportunity. Um, between him and and it's going to be him and uh, Jeff Wilson and Jordan Mason and that seems to be the the running back trio. So one of those guys has got to take the the bull by the horns so to speak and kind of step into it. So um, all right, so let's uh, let's kind of get further and in, into the the uh, the preview here, um, talking about reasons for optimism and reasons for concern uh, for this upcoming game. Uh, Peter, I'll start with you. Um, Reason for optimism that you think "Eh, the Niners got this. This is why I think so.
1: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
3: Optimism is going to be, it's literally just the matchups of the two rosters, right? The Niners were ugly in week one. Nobody played well. Save... right i mean literally it wasn't as the niners aren't going to have that deadbeat of a report uh, of a performance two weeks in a row the roster is vastly superior to that of seattle and you know being at home yes it's supposed to be slightly inclement weather you know slight rain nothing like it was out in chicago and here in northern california we're like yes rain put out some fires please so like we're happy about the rain but you know, in terms of that equalizer, it's not that big of a deal. Um, you know, you look at it, it just the pound-for-pound pound matchup. There's a reason why, according to the odds makers over at Winbet, uh, the Niners are nine-point home favorites. And it's in some books, it's going up to 10 points. You know, it, it, again, it's a lopsided matchup as far as things are concerned. You know, the cornerback the, the room for the 49ers is healthy. So when you think about matchups with Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, you know, they don't have Russell Wilson throwing to them anymore. So, you know, it, it, that's 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 key. You think about a defense that's really not all that good and, and give credit to Chicago's defense. They They've got some pieces there. Seattle doesn't. And as you mentioned, love the banged up part of the secondary should make life a little bit easier. So pretty optimistic about that regard. Playing angry should help you know time to to, to live up to your level of expectation if you're the forty ers hey, you're supposed to be a playoff team, play like one. So reason to opt- optimism there. Uh, it, it, just the matchup alone is is heavily touted in San Francisco's favor.
2: yeah, I, that more or less exactly the thing the thing that I was thinking that, that this is this is a situation where in one of the rare instances, it feels like over the last five or 10 years, whether the Niners have just been clearly better than the Seahawks team. And um, it was probably true last year and by and large, except for in the place where it seemed like it mattered most, which was the quarterback situation. I think that was still true last year and they lost both those games. So that's kind of getting old and I'm just, I am I think they're in a situation where they pretty much have the, they, they, if you look, you know, play position for position that they, that you would at least say, okay, it's pretty much equal. Or you would say that the matchup favors the 49ers. If you, you went down each spot on the roster. So I, I agree with that. And then obviously you can factor in things like it's a short week for, for the Seahawks um, having played on Monday night. And and then just really the sort of, it, I mean, say what you will about the the corniness of, of Russell Wilson and, and that sort of thing, but that that had to have been a highly emotional game for the Seahawks to to have him come back immediately. Like, he was gone for 30 seconds and he immediately came back to play a game. And it, it, it felt like the only thing that, that Pete Carroll cared about was to, like, show the world that he could win a game without that guy. Because they struggled without him last year um, in those games that he missed. And, and so it, it felt like... I mean, he. This is kind of like one of the situations where you know the 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 thing with, with with bands where they're like, oh, you know, they had forever to, they had their whole lives to write their first album and like six months to write their second. Um, this feels like that kind of thing, right? <laughs> like yeah, yeah, They've had the, a se- they the, had the whole off. They have had the whole offseason to prepare for Russell Wilson and to like get up for that game, and now, the inevitable down is kind of where that where I feel this is going.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a letdown. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's it's that. I mean, yeah, obviously, sure, 49ers, Seahawks, their rivals, great. Okay, cool. Uh, the rivalry hasn't really been the same it, it, the last couple of years, and especially with Russell Wilson gone, it's even less of a rivalry now. Um, yeah, it's a it's a letdown game, and 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 it's it's going to be something I think the Niners can can parlay and a bit of an advantage, especially being at home.
2: For sure all right um so we're in agreement on that uh that's always good news so i'm interested to to see uh what your what your thoughts about the area for and just an area of concern like if if this game was to be to was to be one where it knocks the niners down to 0 and two what what would be the things that you'd be worried about heading into it
3: so i'm looking at the discipline right i mean Mentioned this a little bit from, from week one, you know, you talk about what took place in, um, in Chicago with the 49ers getting flagged for what, almost a hundred yards. And and mm-hmm. anytime you hit a hundred yards, if that, they, they mentioned that on the broadcast or something like that, That it's kind of like that, that almost like giving up seven points if you get flagged for a hundred total yards. So you'd have to think to yourself that, Okay. The 49ers should clean that up. Kyle Shanahan probably wants to to clean that up. You know, no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, keep in mind, In on Monday Night Football, the Seahawks had what? I'm, I'm looking at the stat now. They had uh, seven first downs from penalties. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know? The Broncos and,
2: you know, had the same problem.
3: Exactly. You know, and and Broncos were penalized 12 times, 106 yards. Seahawks, five times, 77 yards. So the Broncos are a superior team to Seattle. Granted, they were on the road. So, you know, that's that's something. Um, and it was a much more emotional game for, for both teams than it, this one will be. But Seattle took advantage, right? I mean, it, that's, that's how you allow bad teams into a game is by committing penalties. So, you know, if the 49ers haven't cleaned that up, to the same degree, and yes, I know some of the penalties from week one were, were kind of ticky tack and, and questionable at best, but whatever. When they're called, <laughs> so I want to see how that's cleaned up. You know, I'm not worried about Trey Lance, I'm not worried about you know the offense being you know just you know firing on all cylinders. I think if it gets through just you know moder- moderately decent enough with I don't know, Lance passing for around 200 yards. Um, the 49ers' rushing game netting about like 70 or 80, and and you know, not turning the ball over too much, or you know, not committing too many penalties. Then, then fine. Yeah, it should be an easy victory for San Francisco. But those penalties, man, I, I, can't, I, I can't get my head beyond those until I see a trend show that the 49ers aren't going to be susceptible to them. And week one did not inspire a lot of confidence as far as, as Shanahan's and squads concerned.
2: Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, I was thinking ve- on a, on a very similar uh, vein. Um, in that, if you look at this at this Seahawks team, it has certain resemblances to this Bears team. Um, I, I think the Seahawks team is is definitely a lot worse than the Bears team. Obviously, the Bears one beat us last week so it's easy for me to say but i think just on paper um you know their quarterback situation is a lot better they have pieces on that defense um their offense is obviously still a massive work in progress um but they have uh, you know enough and Justin Fields i think is good enough to to elevate some of those kind of middling players as they continue throughout this throughout the year taking not taking into account what happened last week um so my concern i think would be um assuming that the weather which appears at this point that it's going to be kind of mild um at at worst um but so kind of not taking in taking that into account but i would just be concerned about another slow start where they're just not able to like hit full uh cylinder like hit the gas all the way through and it just kind of and the seahawks just kind of stick around um and then they're able to, to to pull something out where they're able to win the game. A thing that they've done many times <laughs> before uh, to the 49ers in the past, and that would sort of be my, my concern, is that it doesn't quite click, um, and the are not good, but they're not also bad enough to, to allow the, the Niners to, to just kind of run away with it, and they end up um, kind of sticking around and, and either end up winning the game or the Niners win, but it's not super convincing. And then we start getting into things like, uh, you know, is this team actually any good? Or is it just the fact that they've played two bad teams and they, you know, have an even record and coming into week three is we head to um, to Denver for that uh, Sunday night game um, next week. Is that, is that right? That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting.
3: Yeah. And I'd, 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 I'd be on board with that too. You know, and again, it's it's one of those things that, or it's kind of two-fold truth here, where the 49ers have had instances, especially when they're kind of still figuring things out, where they've let other teams hang around in the game. You know, it's like, okay, the, the, the 49ers should find that killer instinct. They used to have it, have it they've had it in the past. Um and just keep the foot on the gas pedal instead of letting another team hang around. And then something fluky happens, right? I mean, the ball's not round. you mm-hmm. know that it's a turnover or, you know, a costly penalty on a third and forever that sets up a first down and all of a sudden, okay, here we are. Um, but yeah, that killer instinct something that I'd want to see. And even honestly, not even just kind of like a fluky win from San Francisco's vantage point, granted they'd take it, but <laughs> make it dominant for a change like like hey yeah go out there and win a game like 41 to 10 or or, or, or 37 to 17 that would be cool right like okay yeah. now we finally put some it answers together and, and 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 solve some things that you know are questions that that people have been wondering about yeah hey Trey Lance, go out and ball out you know debo samuel have 150 all-purpose yards you know brandon i have 90 you know, Ty Davis-Price, you're a rookie. Go out there and rush for a touchdown and an average five yards a carry. Nick Bosa gets yourself two sacks and someone in the secondary get an interception. I don't care. Um, one of these things where you wind up having a dominant every facet is absolutely, you know, clicking. Have that type of win, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, but yeah I can see just letting the Seahawks hang around. That's, you yeah, know, another recipe <laughs> for disaster just like penalties could be.
2: Right. I was trying to remember one of the games last year. Was it was it the second game where they the Seahawks were just? I think it was the second one when 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 Wilson no he was back. One of the two games, as I recall, they they weren't doing anything, and then they had that weird fourth down conversion on like the on the fake punt. Um, I, I was trying to look through it really quickly while we were talking, and I couldn't remember.
3: Yeah, um, that was that. that's right. That was that fake punt and it was up in Seattle and I think Josh Norman like left his guy right open. I don't know what happened. I remember it was Josh Mort- Norman gaff. <laughs> it
2: okay. And then like, then it was the it was yeah. the later the one the game later in the season then. Yeah. Um but they just kind of stuck around, stuck around and then they ran that random. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking through this and it's yeah they tied the game in the third quarter with a safety and it was 23-23 and then they ended up scoring a a late touchdown in the third quarter to win and the Niners didn't do anything in the fourth quarter so that sounds right. <laughs> um, good stuff, good stuff. But yeah, I mean that's that's exactly the kind of thing that we're 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 talking about. Like those goofy like as I recall from that game, like there was no reason. I mean the Niners weren't playing particularly well, but. It was uh, it was 17-7 uh, heading into the you know the midway point of the, the the second quarter and you're like all right we're feeling okay about this and they got up 23 to 23-14 at halftime and and it got weird and it's just yeah that's the always the most annoying games but uh, um, yeah I'm right there with you uh, if there I would love to see a just an absolute like let's go out and just knock them around like. There's this team isn't very good. Geno Smith might have been efficient, but he wasn't. He wasn't. He was only efficient under certain circumstances. Like if you if you think about that game, I don't know how if you got to to watch that any of that Monday night game last week, but he You know, he did his job for the most part. But when things broke down, he kind of lost contain. He was not doing a really good job of of stepping up and and sort of making. Uh, sort of later reads in in the in the the play. It was just sort of like, okay, bam, bam, that's there. Um, you know, he completed like his first 12 or 13 passes in a row. I think it was 12, actually. Now that I think about it, because and the only reason I remember that, because obviously because that stupid 12 thing. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, he can be the sort of Jimmy Garoppolo of their offense, so to speak. But the problem is, is that he's also not surrounded by quite the 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 talent that that might be in other places. So. Um, I think the the Niners' defense should have enough to to contain uh, Geno Smith and uh, the rest of uh, that defense. So, all right, let's um, let's do one more thing, and then we'll we'll wrap it up, and that will be the uh, the prediction. So, are are you so bold as to as to actually predict a massive victory, or are you just just hoping, Peter? What do you think?
3: I won't predict a massive victory, but I'll I'll predict a solid. You know, I'll predict one of these ones where it's like, okay, you know, that, that that's one that he'll take home. So I'm gonna go twenty-four yeah. fourteen in favor of San Francisco. Um, I'll I'll predict that the Niners get off to a fairly hot start. Uh, yeah, maybe go up like seventeen. I don't know, seventeen nothing or something <laughs> like that, and then kind of slow down a little bit in in after halftime. Uh, the Seahawks kind of come back, but then at least the Niners are able to close the gate a little bit. And, and, and yeah, so I'll go with that 24 14 and that'll be a solid win. Maybe not completely dominant, but, but you'll take that at this point.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, man, look, we're right in, right in lockstep tonight. So look, look at us. Um, I, I'm going to go, 28 uh, 13, which is, I know, look, I know how weird it is to predict a, a Kyle Shanahan team that doesn't kick field goals, but it could happen, right? one it of could. these days
3: it could. It could. someday yeah hey, yeah
2: yeah someday and, and or, or you throw in a safety and a couple of field goals and boom oh that's are. true that's true <laughs> that's true right right <laughs> you know that feels right doesn't it like we're gonna get yeah. to 28 but it won't be it won't be four touchdowns it'll be hey, the weirdest hey, hey, way hey, to get with, to 28
3: with his super new contract extension which mitch which is 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 uh all kinds of invigorated and he's like look I'm going to pin Seattle inside the five. Let's go ahead and make this a, uh, you know, set up a, an opportunity for a safety. A couple of rookie tackles going up against Nick Bosa, uh, Samson Nebuchadnezzar, who, who looked real good in week one. Mm-hmm. Um, fine. Give me that. Give me a safety.
2: I like it. I'm going to have to do the math really quickly to see how we would get to 28 with a safety. What would that be like? Uh, 20. Yeah, anyway, I can't do that. Uh not off the top of my head. Right now, right off the top of my head. You know, if pressed I can probably figure it out. But anyway. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. I I but I'm definitely I'm definitely with you. I, I I think it's gonna be one of those games where they're gonna hopefully jump out to a lead and then there'll be a, a little bit of a, you know, middle of of the third quarter sort of clenching moment when when it's like twenty one seven and the, the Seahawks have the ball and they're kind of moving it and then they but then they only get a, a, a field goal and you're like, All right, cool. We're good like 21 10 and the niners go down score another touchdown and you're like all right cool and you start to feel better about it. so that's kind of where i'm thinking about it. so um peter it was, it was it was great to talk with you again man and good to have you back and um hopefully uh everything will <laughs> will even out <laughs> over the next couple of weeks for you um, yeah I know. It's
3: good. sleep it's good
2: that, that right. is what i wish for you
3: i know yeah it's it's, <laughs> and it's tough for me like i I mean, you would know, you'd remember this, like I used to be like a pretty good sleeper and I used to think, okay, you know, you think you get tired, right? You're like, okay, I'm tired. Yeah. You don't know what tired is. (laughs) And it's Mm. like the type of tired where, oh cool, I've got 20 or I've got 15 minutes. I'm going to go lay on the couch and I will fall asleep within 10 seconds of my head hitting, you know, (laughs) or whatever. And that's the kind of tired it is right now. (laughs) So yeah, Yeah. I'll, I'll look forward to regaining my sleep a little bit as the year as the year moves along
2: yeah Uh, for me it was like it was like a dread like going to bed was like okay well i'm gonna go lie down here I, i don't know for how long and then i know that when i do wake up that i will be up for quite a long while so this is great like i'm so excited to go to bed right
3: yeah, and that feeling the worst. I mean, like I understand, it, I get it. Where people are like, know, oh, you might as well just stay up, and you can feel like that. Well, like, oh, you know what? <laughs>
2: I had I just, some...
3: Yeah, you just don't want that. You're yeah, like, I know that. Feeling. But you what can't. Ever... You... Like, you can't. You physically can't. You know, you're, you're one. You're not supposed to. Two. You physically can't. You're just like, yeah. oh man. I, I I know once I wake up from like forty-five minutes of sleep, and that might be about all you get, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. for any lengthy period of stress time, and you're just like i'm gonna feel terrible <laughs> i'm gonna feel awful at that particular moment yeah yeah i i'm glad to know that it's a uh, it's it's only temporary
2: yes for for everything there is a season there you go so all right uh well sorry again for uh ladies and gentlemen for turning this into a into a parenting conca- podcast but we had to leave you with a with some good good vibes there um but uh as we have as i have said now for uh for a hundred episodes uh, thanks for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the Fan Podcast Network. Uh, please continue to check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis. And be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And, of course, share it with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. <laughs>